Hey, today's episode is from the book Purposeful. Are you a manager or movement starter written by Jennifer Dolsky? And Jennifer is in charge of groups and community there at Facebook. And this is, it comes at a time where Facebook's new mission is to bring the world closer together by empowering more than a billion people to build meaningful communities around the world. In this book Purposeful, Jennifer walks through the specific steps to go from an idea to an impact. She shares specific steps and stories from from real and and often surprising movement starters. Dude, if I named the names, you wouldn't even know who they are. They're just ordinary people who have done extraordinary things. From students to retirees, their movements have created everything from new laws to new companies. And this book comes at a time when the world needs change more than ever. Dulski shows how each and every one of us, the ordinary yous and me's, how we can do something extraordinary. She showed us how to, how to use the leadership skills necessary to rally people around a common purpose. And it doesn't matter what that purpose is, whether you're an activist or an entrepreneur, it starts with a choice. Will you be just a manager or instead a movement starter? This week, we're bringing it home by finishing the book Purposeful. Are you a manager or movement starter by Jennifer Dulski? Episode 319 was, yes, you, little old powerful you, can start a movement. Episode 320 was making sure that you have a where, a why, and a what, a vision, a purpose, and a mission. That, yes, you have to have all three of those because you will meet resistance. And you're going to meet resistance along the way because some people deny that a change even needs to be made. Sometimes your resistance is because people aren't ready to listen, but it doesn't mean that you sit and not be heard. No, you find you find the key decision makers. You find them and look at them not as adversaries, but instead as allies. View them as long-term partners, discovering what their needs are, what do they want to see happen, and getting them to align with your movement. And there's some skillfulness that you must develop along the way. Now that people have began to follow your movement, see, initially people began following your movement. There was a ton of emotion. They got in line. They got in. But not, now you got to keep them engaged. And what's, 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 what's challenging in all this is as you create the movement, as you got people, as you got followers, you've got, a, you've got the duality of sorts, those who oppose you, those, those who oppose the fact that you're making waves, that, that, that now they take notice. They're going to try to put obstacles in your way. They're going to try to block you. So not only do you have to navigate through all of that, but also you got to keep your people, the people who joined your movement, you got to keep them, you got to keep them engaged. You got to keep them motivated. So how do you keep them motivated? Dulski discovered that there are three key motivational factors that that most people uh, share. The first one is is purpose. See, purpose is a bridge builder. People want to be a part of something that's important, that's worth their time and their energy. As a leader of a movement, what you have to, what's important is to continue to to uh, develop that purpose. To continue to make sure that that purpose, that they know why they're showing up every single day, it's important that you tell compelling stories, that you keep creating the narrative, that you keep adding and subtracting bits and pieces of the story so that it's compelling, so that so that purpose continues to stay alive. And what that does is when there's a purpose, it minimizes the grind itself. The second key motivational factor is, is people, people want growth. They want to be positively challenged and stretched. And the way that you do that is, is you got to empower people to make key decisions. Dulski has a 90-10 method that she uses. 
The 90-10 method is where 90% of the decisions they can make on their own. It's decisions that they can make that even if they make a wrong decision, it can be fixed. It's it's not that critical. So that's the 90%, but then there's the there's the 10%. 5% is yellow decisions and 5% are red. See, when you're creating a movement, man, and you assemble the right players, but you got to give them some autonomy. That's how they grow. They're, that they, that way they got to figure it out. That way they have to make decisions. And when they can make decisions, they feel like that their voices are heard, that what just got shifted, what just got moved was because they helped start the movement. They, start, they started the, the, the next pivot. So you don't want a bunch of people who, who come to you for every single little thing, man. You, you need to empower others. Also, part of that growth on your team is to have a, a, that uh, diversity, and that's putting people that's putting people that that are a little bit different than you. Who, yes, they're they're in it with your movement, but they think a little bit different than you. You don't want a bunch of yes men. You don't want a bunch of people who think exactly like you. But put some diversity in there. People who kind of cut against the grain, who challenge your thoughts, that cause you to have to reposition and and challenge your old ways of thinking. See, that's what, that's what continues to stimulate the growth itself. As part of the growth, Dulski also uses an old rowing method that she, uses, that she causes the power tens. And the power tens are where you selectively push your people real hard. But it's, it's not all the time. It's selectively. The third key of, of a motivational factor is, is, oh, it's connection. It's that sense of community. See people, people, people want to be. They want to stay with the the movement. They want to. They'll they'll keep staying with the movement. They'll keep building on the movement, as long as they're with that connection of people that they can admire, that they can respect, and that they can trust. But you gotta understand, man. Trust starts with you. And building that trust—that's the vulnerability. See, so many, so many leaders think that vulnerability is a weakness. When in fact, it's actually a strength. It's tremendous strength. When you can reveal parts of you, it makes you more real. It makes you more human. People identify with that. They line up with that. And when you're vulnerable, then they too can be vulnerable. That's how trust is established. Because you got to remember, everybody's got something. Back to the book, the key to success is holding on to the belief that you'll have more sunny days than cloudy days. But you got to remember that you just got to keep on climbing. That every day, no matter what, great leaders not only not only do they just keep on climbing, they climb on sunny and cloudy days. And along the way, what they do is they inspire their teams also to keep climbing with them. But you got to remember, there's always going to be cloudy days. We should expect them. We should prepare for them, and we should surround ourselves with the resources to get through them. And some of the resources are leveraging your critics. Yes, your critics are your resources. It's finding what they're saying, finding the strands of truth and leveraging that. Leveraging what their expectations are to help strengthen your movement. Those cloudy days, they won't last forever though. Sunny days are also going to come come around. But you got to remember, you got to appreciate those things, but you got to remember, you got to keep climbing even on the sunny days, not to stop too long. And have that picnic lunch because otherwise, if you do, if you stay too long, if you enjoy it too long, then what happens is somebody comes from behind you and passes you up. In your movement, man, you're going to fail. 
You're going to fail along the way. At change.org, Dolsky has a festival of failures. And what that is, is that's where people share their failures. Instead of keeping it all bottled up, instead of acting like they have it all together, the festival of of failures is where they share with others their failures. Because see, what's a failure for you, somebody else has a solution to that. And when you share it, it actually strengthens the whole movement. It becomes a collaborative effort where somebody you use somebody else's expertise to shore up your failure. And that way you start climbing again. Dolsky ends the book purposeful by saying this. Understand that change is a process comprising a it's comprising multiple steps and stages that bring you from an ideal vision of a desired future to a sometimes imperfect presence full of ever-changing obstacles. That requires a willingness to see setbacks and failures as potentially uh, transformative moments. Persevering and remaining hopeful in the face of obstacles and finding creative ways to use criticism to advance your cause are crucial skills that all movement starters and leaders can master. You must master. And when you're on the dark side of the mountain, you got to remember... Always keep climbing. And it's harnessing those things will keep you climbing. Movements. Movements change lives. Because along the way, along the way as you move, man, your, your actions start a chain reaction. See, it changes, uh, it starts a chain reaction because you never know who you're inspiring. Because as others become inspired, they change. And when others see them change, then they change too. You just never know. And just the thing, the movement, it all started first with your move. Be the first one. Understand your power. Understand how powerful you are. Now go create your movement. Thank you, Jennifer Dolsky, for writing this book. You can find the book at PurposefulBook.com, at Amazon, or your favorite bookseller. Thanks again to her team for sending me this book. I hope I've done it justice. I'll see you next time on The Sales Life. Hey, thanks for catching the show. Subscribe so that you never miss another episode. Also, share your feedback and show suggestions with me at thesaleslife1 at gmail.com. That's thesaleslife, the number one, at gmail.com. And share the episode with others. And I'd really love you a long time if you'd rate and leave a quick review of the show. This will help get the word out. Remember this, no matter what happens in life, life's all negotiable. And the greatest sale that you'll ever make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough. I'll catch you back here next time on The Sales Life.